All right, thanks everyone for coming out for the podcast and set. Yeah. Woo! Woo! My guest this week is Miss Jackie Ar- Arend. Arend, yes. Arend. Thank yes. you. Perfect. I was. I've Thank been mispronouncing that for pronouncing that mispronouncing. Perfect. I've, mis- I've been mispronouncing that for years. That's all right. Arend. I've known you how long now? About well, fifteen years, maybe. Yes, sixteen almost. Sixteen? Yeah. Or not? No, eleven. Let's make it sixteen. <laughs> Let's make it sixteen. Fifteen? Yeah, fifteen. No, sixteen. No, no it's eleven. 11. <laughs> it's eleven. I met you tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, 2005 was when we first met. You were my uh, I.O. Chicago Summer Intensive fifth week teacher, yeah. So you got the deconstruction then. Got the deconstruction. That's what I was doing then. That's right. It was, yeah, fantastic. So I I met you then, but then more so, did did you ever come down to L.A. to to study again, or did I just meet you when I went back to Phoenix? Yeah, you just met me when you went back to Phoenix, yeah. Bill Binder got me to go down to, to, pick, the, to, to the, to the improv festival, yeah. That first one you did about how many years ago? Like 10, 12? Well, our first one was in 2001, so we're actually turning 16 this year. Okay. Festival. Yeah. But you came out, I think, 2007, 2006. 2006. I thought, I, oh, I, I, thought yeah. I was at the first one. Yeah, it was 2006, I think, that you came out. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I took a workshop from you at that festival, and... You said, because it's like as a, as a young improviser, you always remember like those pivotal moments that kind of really seal it for you. And you told me that you were enjoying my process. Um, and I'd never heard anybody say it like that before. And it just kind of, after that, I just relaxed. Yeah, you just realize yeah. it's a, just, we're all in a process. Yep. It's just going to go on forever. <laughs> it's going to go on forever. <laughs> Might uh, as well just enjoy the yeah, ride. It does, it does not end. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah, it meant a lot to me. It was very, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a pivotal moment for me. So thank you for that, Miles. Oh, well, thank you for thanking me, I guess. <laughs> uh, that's always weird. How do you, uh, oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome for that little bit of wisdom I gave you so many years ago. Yeah. Uh, but then I remember for years, I'd go out to, you know, cause you, you, you were one of the den mothers yes. for the... I. I, yes, I, loving, I lovingly den-mothered you for many years. Yes, and every year you made sure I had a bottle of Rumpelmans. That's right, bottle and, of Rumpelmans. But I was, I was pretty easy to den-mother. I, I, would, <laughs> I, would, I, I would think, aside from the bottle well, of Rumpelmans, uh, pretty much I was just like, I'm I mean, just going to sit in my room. I mean, aside from your intimidating reputation and demeanor, yes, you were very easy to den-mother. You were fun to be around with, around <laughs> with drunk. Oh, hold on a second, hold on. <laughs> my intimidating reputation... Yeah, because when I I, I, I I can understand that because I can't control that. But my you said my demeanor, so I didn't, I, haven't, I had an intimidating demeanor. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, I can, yeah, I, I mean, not I, everybody I, necessarily would feel comfortable walking up to you and just chatting you up. That's what I mean by that. Because of my demeanor. Yeah. What 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 was it about my demeanor? <laughs> Well, I'm hung up on the word right, demeanor. Well, let's like put it this way: like when we, uh, when I, I was in the corner in... and scowl. <laughs> well, when I was at I/O for the summer intensive, like all we heard about, like the whole four weeks leading up to it, was how you would sit in the back and smoke cigarettes and yell at us. Um, and so we were. And did all... I do that? Uh, a little bit, yeah, but but not to the degree of like you know of the fear that of was what you'd heard. Right? Yeah, it was never as bad as what. It was. Right again, you, 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 that's. For a lot of years, uh, that was kind of like, it was almost just like, oh, I guess my role in this little community is to be the guy that people are a little afraid of. Right, yes. Toward the end. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. But then I but then I would sit down and have some drinks with you at the bar, and you would yeah. Ch- I mean, whatever question I had about I'm a cha- anything. I'm a chatty. Drunk. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm a silly chatty drunk. <laughs> I swear to God, I probably said more about improv outside of a bar than I have in yeah. a classroom in my time. <laughs> uh, I, I was I used to tell people like, if you, if you want to take my class, just hang outside the bar I'm drinking at. Yeah. Because I'm gonna talk about improv. Right. Yeah. Even if I'm standing out there alone. Yeah. It was a you know a, a young improvisers. Um, yeah. It was it was definitely really nice for me to have that because. Um, I was, I mean, I had, I had a, a, a similar thing and it wasn't even much, it wasn't much about improv, but it was just kind of cool. Cause I remember when I went through the second city training center, that's where I actually started or where I first took classes. Uh, I remember guys like Don DePaulo, Martin DeMott, would, would, they would, they would hang out after class and you'd talk some about improv, but then you just drink. I remember Don DePaulo was crazy good at, uh, blasteroids. <laughs> That is an old, Which is like an old arcade game? It's an old arcade game where it's like everything's coming at you from in a circle and you're like the triangle in the right, center or something. Right, you have to spin around. Uh, yeah, and he was like crazy. I, I, I used to spend more money in that bar on that game just to try and... Beat his score. Be, beat his score. Yeah. Uh, but again, that was just, it was just cool just right. to hang out with the teachers yeah. uh, in any capacity. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's uh, um, one thing that I've always also appreciated about... Like, one, having you as a mentor, but to kind of feel, to not feel like you were too far away to ever ask, you know, for advice or to, you know, talk philosophy if I needed to, um, which I think is nice. I mean, I think that just falls in line with what we're already talking about. But. So how's your process? How's, <laughs> how's your process going? I mean, basically, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm curious. Cause I haven't, I haven't uh, like, I haven't been back to Phoenix in almost five years. Right. Uh, so, and I know that process continues and all yeah. kinds of different things come into play. Uh, wh- where do you see yourself, like say, going from that pivotal moment <laughs> when wisdom <laughs> fell from my lips, uh, from then till now, like w- what are other like major things that have happened with your process? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's interesting because you can, I can almost kind of evaluate uh, at what year I got good at certain things. Um, you know, like by year three, I kind of felt like I was confident on stage so I could play without being in my head. Um, and then by like year five, I felt like my ability to retain information and to think about the structure and callbacks and connections and, you know, thinking about the performance came into, you know, kind of into focus in year mm-hmm. five. I mean, I think at this point, it's just kind of grueling because like you know that you're capable at very like all the skills but yet you regress all the time so oh, yeah. you're constantly teeter-tottering <clears throat> um, yeah the, the, like if i were to say to address like the mistakes that i see myself as as making they're all simple ones yes it's like i invent too soon if, yeah. if i mean that's if, if usually if, if if i if i look back at a show i just did it's like all right i invented too soon uh, or i or I, I i didn't bother to edit when i could have yeah. Uh, just simple, basic. It almost always comes back to the very basic things that you that you can screw up on stage. It's funny that you talk about it in that. Cause I was, the first couple things, like, well, after three years, I, I became confident, and it's like, it's like, yeah, that's a huge one because it's such a big difference to me. It's it's just it's the ability to not give a fuck, right? 
uh, just like, you know, I know oh, I can, I'm going to be okay. So that's confident. Uh, and then a little later, it's like, oh, now I start seeing the piece more and I start seeing more ways to connect. Uh, and to me, it's like, that's such an, I, I recall the exact same kind of thing where it's like, yeah, because that other shit's out of the way. Mm-hmm. And the more that other shit drifts away, the more, you know, the, the more clearly you can see what you were probably able to do earlier, but just weren't able to see it yet right or uh, do consistently even at that yeah point. yeah uh i just i'm always fascinated to watch players go from because I, I see players here who you know a few years ago you know two to five years ago you know just couldn't do anything i mean they're you know they get on stage they giggle and it's like it's like all right i know you're having fun and it's you're pretending and but there's you know they're basically terrible uh, uh, but you know, I've, I've seen people you know go from that to just you know being solid, confident, you know, very capable improvisers. Yeah. Uh, and that's an amazing. And I'm just thinking, what a wonderful thing to, to you know to help give to someone. Yeah. Uh, and to be able to see that growth, you know, clearly to to say, oh wow, yeah, I can totally tell that this person has really honed their skills and given put a lot of work into it i like to occasionally if like if if, if, if i spot something like that to remind them mm. a, a lot of times and, and it's not it's to make them recognize do you realize you've gotten better because a lot of times people don't because uh, they, they they go through like a class or, and they continue on for say two three four years with a group or something right uh and they don't realize that they individually are getting better because they're moving mm. forward with the same group of people. So yeah. it feels like it's just the same. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. You're, if, if, if you want to realize, I, I, I used to tell people to do this. It's like, go back and take a level one class somewhere. Go back and take an intro class somewhere. Because you did at some point. At some point you took an, an, an intro class and you struggled and had fun, but it, it, it got you interested. Go back and you'll see how much you've learned. Yeah. Uh, I remember I had a, a basketball camp I went to as a kid and it was Ray Myers basketball camp. And he used to say at the end of camp, he's like, cause we, I'd be able to go up there for like a month in the summer, just play basketball, like all effing day, uh, drills, games, more drills, more games. And he said, when you get home, you know, go to the park, you know, play with the kids who you play with all the time. Because they didn't just do this. Right now, you've just been doing this for a month with other people who have all been working and learning and improving. And, like, and you don't realize that you've learned some stuff. So go back and do that. So that always stuck in my mind. And it absolutely applies to improv. Yeah. Um, I think I see the same regard um, sometimes, like students who get on teams and play you know, with certain people. And sometimes they, f- they can often feel like they're not getting any better because you know, maybe they're getting used to what the play's like with those particular people, you know, versus, um, like, playing with people. Like, I try to encourage people to play with people that are better than them just to kind of see what that's like. I feel like there's greater success almost sometimes in having that opportunity to uh, play it with somebody that's a, a, a t- an upper level from, you know, where you're at. I agree, and I would also say there's, there's so many ways to look at something like that because currently, I, I, I know the thought. I want to play with someone better than me that will help me get better. And there's absolute truth in that. But I also know the, the thought is like, 
Like I used to do it when I was taking classes. I was like, I want to get on stage with the worst person in class. Mm. Because if I can make it work for them, then I'm really doing something. And then I look at like where I am currently. And the thing that I think, because I, I definitely have not giving a fuck down, right? Uh, but as far as the way I play, and when I find afterwards that I'm frustrated as, as I look back maybe with myself, uh, it comes down to trust. Yeah. I realize as I sort of analyze it, and I was like, it's, it's like, why didn't I do this or why didn't I do that? Because uh, I know it, right? Uh, and it, 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 it comes down to actually, it's kind of, it comes down to laziness and I didn't trust the other person, uh, to go with me. Yeah. Uh, and you just, you have to, and, and, and that's what I mean. That's like, as I, cause again, the process is endless. So as I a- analyze my work moving forward, I'm just like, yeah, you just gotta, no matter who you're playing with, you I don't have to, because I think part of me, and I, I don't want to sink back into this mistake, is like I don't need to trust them to get it or do what I want them to do. I need to trust that they're going to do something. And then that, that's all they have to do, because then I will be able to do something and we right. will move forward. Uh, <clears throat> do you think, though, and just this is just kind of backtracking a little bit, but with the giving a fuck thing, um, cause that's something that I definitely struggle with. I, I still have a lot, place a lot of expectation on, <clears throat> I guess my ability to not give a fuck. So that's, you know what I mean? So it's almost like I'm already, like, I'm giving a fuck about not giving a fuck. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no. Um, I, do you... I got to work on not giving a fuck. <laughs> I know, right? Now <laughs> that, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it's now that I think like about it, person. it's like, that's where I'm at. That's yeah. the stage I'm at. Um, and I've been thinking about that for, for quite a few years now um, because I'm, a, I'm definitely a head player. I, t- I try to, you know, protect the show in a lot of ways. Right. Um, Don't let the expression not giving a fuck trick you into, into not getting what, what I think, what I mean by it anyway. When I say I, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck how anyone judges my performance, right? I yeah. care about the work. Right. Uh, and I certainly care about the people I'm on stage with, uh, but I don't give a fuck how the audience judges me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm aware of the audience that I, I, I play for, and it is, my, it is my desire to please them. Uh, but if I don't, it's like, all right, well, fuck you, because I did, I did my best. I was aware of you. I tried to please you. I wasn't trying to, you know, play above you or beyond you or exclude you from my process, my from my performance. Uh, and if I did poorly, well, that I don't give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about how they judge me. And I don't give a fuck if I fail because I know that I'm always going to fail. Mm-hmm. Every show I ever do, I fail in some way because there's always something. You, know, you do any show, you look back, oh, what, what about this? Or if we did that? There's always something you could have fixed, but that's what's great about improv, is you have that freedom to fail. Uh, so not giving a fuck kind of sounds like, yeah, I just walk around all coolio all the time. Uh, <laughs> right, right. And I, 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 I don't give a shit about nothing. Uh, it, it, it doesn't mean that. It, it just means that you're comfortable enough, and I, and I think you probably are this, you're comfortable enough in your own skin with who you are. When you walk off stage, you know that you that you did your best to do the work wherever you know you are in your process, and that moves you forward. So, however, however anyone else judges that, they can go to hell. Uh, someone might give you some input that's helpful, 
Yeah. Right. And that's fine. But it's like it really took me. I mean, I didn't really start not giving a fuck until about you know six years ago. So I spent a good twenty-four years. Yeah. <laughs> just trying fuck, to yeah, trying to figure it out. <laughs> Although. A lot of that time, I acted like I acted a lot more. I acted more Coolio. I was like, no, I don't, I don't give <laughs> right, a shit right. about nothing. I don't give a shit. Why am I so angry all the time? Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is probably why eleven years ago you 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 know were scary. <laughs> <clears throat> it was no, because I, I think I, I think my rep was always much worse than me. Yes, like, yeah. like I think yeah. you like like most people. I can't tell you how many times from the time I started. To now, I, I've had students come up to me and said, "You know, when I first heard about you, yeah, uh, and for years it was in a bar, and it's, I, I haven't actually been to a bar in about five years or so. Uh, now that I've stopped drinking, I still, I still drink <laughs> in the I, privacy I, I still of your drink, own. I still drink good in the privacy yeah. of my own home. <laughs> uh, but you know, they come up like you're not like what I heard. I'm like, yeah, I know, mm. and yeah. that's fine." Um, but that's that. So I have so I have the a story. Was always directed inward. It was never directed outward. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. So one on the last day of our level five class with you at the I/O summer intensive, you had just finished teaching us all the deconstruction. It was right before lunch break. We were all very um, kind of down on ourselves because we didn't feel like we were having much success with it. And you were getting ready to let us go for lunch, and you said, you know, like, what, what do you guys want to do? You, you want to just go and do a herald or something? You want to just, like, do your own thing? Or you want to do a deconstruction? And we were just like, uh, well, we've come this far. I guess we'll just do a deconstruction. And you were like, good, because that's what I was going to make you do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> if you said herald, I would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I remember the first day <laughs> you... You had us do organic uh, group openings. Uh, um, I, hate, I, hate I know, you had us do them, and then you were like, so what do you think that was about? And we're all just like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, good, because I hate this shit. It's never about anything. <laughs> it really, it's funny, because like with, with openings, especially like some organic group opening, that's, it's, it's a whole craft. Yes. I mean, I've seen teams that, that did it well. Yeah. Right, that could really do that well, and and it really was like its own little mini piece mm-hmm. at the top of the piece, uh, and I've been a part of some good things, like some good openings like that, like with the family. We did some good openings, but we, well, we did a lot of shitty ones too. Yeah, uh, just because we we really didn't care that much about we we wanted to get into the scenes, and that's actually what the deconstruction. One of the reasons we came up with the deconstruction was is there some way we can not do a fucking opening again because uh, usually like when you you make people do these openings it's the same it, it, why you see the same thing it's like, all right yeah here, there's a pattern game it went all over the place and at the end of it no one can remember fucking anything from the opening yeah uh because it wasn't really about anything it was just a, a, a big disparate thing well that's because they're just not really good at doing openings yet and it's it's like it's 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 like you might as well go to a whole training center just to get good at doing openings. Yeah. Uh, and at the end, you'll be able to do a really great five-minute fucking opening, and who cares? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm glad you chose the deconstruction. <laughs> because you were going to do it anyway. I was not going to spend another fucking minute yeah. working on openings. 
No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I feel honored because, uh, yeah, I immediately after that summer took it back uh, to the group I was working with um, called the Light Rail Pirates, and they're still together today. But, like, working in it um, really challenged me and strengthened a lot of skills that I don't think I would have got otherwise. Um, it's got, like, almost all the skills you need Yeah, it's amazing. It. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the way... The way that I lay it out, like the way that I lay it out is what I came up with as a, as a, a way to teach it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily what the family did. Uh, it's how I interpreted what the family did formally. Right. Because the family never had a form like that where it's the way I laid out is a very specific form. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I was, that's why, I mean, I was like, if, 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 if you can do it the way I teach it, then you've got a whole fucking toolbox full of shit that you, you now know how to do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad you took it back to Phoenix. Yeah, definitely. And then I uh, teach it every once in a while in our curriculum as like an elective. Um, and I've been doing that for quite a while. And um, yeah, I kind of just feel like the more and more I teach it, the more and more I feel like I understand it or understand its value. Um, and then I'm able to express that um, just in regards of you know the, posi- the position play approach, scene mm-hmm. approach and... Um, like what I think is really beneficial out of it is the, is even the run because the run is such a great way to learn pacing and, you know, edits and, you know, confidence and, and kind of aggressive supportive play, which can oftentimes be left out of what groups are doing because they're constantly like trying to not step on each other. And and the run, it's practice and moving faster than you're supposed to. Yeah. Faster than you can by the end. Uh, it's like, cause the, the piece has every level of pace. Like you start with a big, slow, more realistic scene. Right. Right. And then, yeah. you, then character, then commentary, then the run and the run's got the movie. It's got, it's got tangent and it's all, it also allows for silliness. Right. Yep. Uh, Lots of playfulness. So you've got every kind of level of play <laughs> that you'd, you'd want all in the same piece. Yeah. I always love, I mean, that's one of the things I really love about that piece is that it's sort of defies sort of a current mythology of you, like you, you play slow or you play fast. It's like right. you're one type of player or you're another type of player. It's like, no, 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 you're not going to make me one type of player. I can play always. And then, by the way, I can do it in the same piece in 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think the thing that um, like over time what uh, became clearer and clearer for me um, and one thing that I love about the way that I teach it now, and I, I, I want to assume that it's very true to, you know, how I learned it from you, but that was so long ago. So it's like, you know, you kind of adapt it. And I'm always very clear about that when I teach it too, is that, you know, I learned it from miles, but you know, there's right. 11 years in between that process. So, um, but was, what have you done to my, <laughs> I know, right? Well, you, I don't know. You'll never, I guess you'll never know. Is there an ice cream stop in it now? <laughs> there is, yes. There's a, uh, yeah, an ice cream truck horn uh, that comes in right after the second commentary. Um, a, uh, but just just how, yes, right? There's a bell and everybody freezes and then you tag out two people. Um, uh, just how the, uh, uh, like the thematic scenes uh, affect the, um, the base scene players and, and really kind of focusing in on the arc of their story. Um, and really more so into the spirit of the ensemble and how those basing players, you don't really necessarily have control over what that story is. Your ensemble's really kind of picking those pieces out, the pieces mm-hmm. that become um, that aspect of you that we get to explore um, and the aspect of the relationship, you know? Yeah, and again, like I, that, 
that all sounds dead on. Yes. Uh, as far as you know, because <laughs> what 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 you learned from me, you know, fifteen years ago, was basically here's D. I thought you said Chicago <laughs> 15 years ago, 2001 11, in Chicago. 2005. Oh, I thought that's when I went to Phoenix. Two, all right, 2006. Was 2006. Was 2006 that's Phoenix, okay. That's all. It doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, <laughs> but what you learned then was like me teaching you this monstrous piece mm-hmm. in basically three days. Right. Right. So you're only going to get the framework. Yeah. And then, but then you take it home and you start playing with it. And the more you play with it, the more you start to learn from it. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Yeah. Again, I enjoy your process. Yeah. Oh, thanks, uh, Miles. Yay. So what else is going on for you with that down in Phoenix? Um, so You're still I, based in Phoenix, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so I uh, am a co-founder of the Torch Theater, and I'm still working there. I kind of do the administration for the training program um, and, uh, and kind of handle a lot of the day-to-day operations there. And then um, I work on the Phoenix Improv Festival, and do that every year. And then my husband, Sam Haldeman, actually just recently opened up Second Bead Improv Theater, which is the first time a uh, second long-form theater opened up in Phoenix. Uh-oh. So that's a bit, yes, I know, strange, right? Um, so that's a big, uh, a big fun, um... <laughs> why are you looking at me like I'm just wondering it's how all that's cool. going. No, it's all good. You got, the, yeah. you got, you got one long-form theater in town, and then you're part of it, and then your husband branches off and yeah. opens up his own long-form theater. <laughs> There's so much drama in drama. Phoenix. Um, no, it's actually working out really nicely. Um, Is it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, <laughs> like in terms of him and I, I've, we've been very honest and I've been very honest. It's hard when you start a theater, you know. I mean, I started it with Bill Binder and Jose Gonzalez and Mac Duncan and, um, and we built it from the ground up and then he came into the theater like, uh, like year two or whatever. So he, so he came in later. He came in, he wasn't a founder, so his relationship Ooh. with it is a little different than yes. mine is. Yeah. He wasn't really tied in, was he? <laughs> no. <laughs> he was free to do something like go open his own long right. form yeah. in Brockton. <laughs> I don't know. If I were to go down to Phoenix to do a workshop, where would you recommend I go? <laughs> oh, gosh. Like... Should I go to the Torch Theater that you're a co-founder of? I would say it depends on what you want to learn. Or your husband's theater. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's good. It's going to be great. Because there's going to be opportunities at both theaters that, that you know, will, will conflict in certain ways. But then in other ways, it'll, it'll really just boost the opportunity for students to... In what ways will you conflict? <laughs> I'm just, I I'm just, trying, to stoke, I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to stoke this fire. I know, you're totally doing I'm going to destroy this, this town. I'm going to make you guys rip each other apart. No, it's a very, po- it's a very positive thing, at least, at least from my perspective. Yeah. How far apart are the theaters? Um, they're like real close. They're like within a mile from each other. <laughs> really? Really? Well, yeah. that yeah. is just, I think it's all going to be fine. No, it's going to be great. I mean, the Torch is doing really good in, in Phoenix in regards to the fact that we've built up a really great reputation. We have like... We get best of Phoenix, like for improv classes and stuff like that. So um, our training center fills up, and the the demand for improv right now in Phoenix has grown so exponentially that it's almost better for the community as a whole to have a second place to learn. Well, ultimately, I I, I go by the I mean, the was it the high tide raises all ships? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, I remember that going through that back in Chicago when it was just the second city. And then it was the annoyance and the I.O. And it's like people were kind of like 
where is your allegiance? It's like, right. look, because what happens inevitably, it's like anywhere. It's like here in L.A. that we get like, I don't know, there's five or six major houses you can go to. And people inevitably go from one to the other, yes. to the other, to the other. Uh, so any way that you can bring more people in is great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for everyone. And I think that also, too, I find that students, like when they graduate or they finish our program, um, it's just kind of like, well, what's next? And, and they really want to learn more. So by having the opportunity to go and learn from another space. Um, so your husband's space is called what? Second Beat Improv Theater. Second Beat Improv Theater. Yeah. And is that also a training center? Yes. Really? <laughs> well, and where is he getting his teachers from? Um, right now he's, because he just started, so it's a, sm a much smaller operation. He's yes. just kind of, um, yes. yeah, he's doing it on his own right now. So. Oh. Um, but he'll be, yeah, he, well, he's still building his curriculum, so it's important to him that he kind of has the chance to teach each class before he hands it over to somebody, so. That's because his wife is sort of a senior member at another theater. <laughs> and could potentially be teaching for him. He's, a, he's asked me, so. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, now I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All no, right. it's cool, yeah. yeah. All right. A a any questions uh, for, for Jackie from any of you? Anything? Anything at all? <laughs> I know a lot of you know Jackie right here. Uh, yes. What has been, do you think, as you advance, like let's say between year 7 and 10, what do you think uh, was your biggest obstacle in proceeding on your journey? Hmm. Um, well, I think during those periods, those years was kind of when I was really focusing a lot of my attention on uh, myself as an instructor. So really kind of trying to uh, tap into how my performance was representing uh, my focus as an instructor. Um, and there was, yeah, there was a lot of time spent uh, on that. Also gaining a lot of as much knowledge as I possibly could and making things, you know, kind of communicate through my own voice and stuff like that so yeah uh, I'm just I was I, I was reacting just because I was like yep exactly that's exactly what, what, what happens you, you start teaching yeah uh <laughs> and I'm sure you're already learning this because I, I, I that happened to me where I, I was started teaching started you know caring more and more about how I was teaching and then I was playing you know trying to make sure that I was demonstrating that my last class's lesson which completely takes you out of the fucking moment mm -hmm. and it fucks up your play. Uh, yeah, so the solution to that is it's okay to fuck up your own lesson on a stage in front of your students mm. uh, because you have to allow yourself the ability to play because the work, to me, the, the work, the work work of it is done off stage, Right though, trying to get better, the thinking about it, uh, the going over the lessons you know, the grinding that into your brain till it becomes part of your reaction. The other thing you have to give yourself is the freedom to just get on stage and play like a child uh, and make mistakes and let your students see you make mistakes. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's actually a great thing. It's a great lesson when you can go back to class and go, did you see me fuck up that lesson? 
Yeah, yeah, I fucked it. I fucked it up good, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so g- yeah. get used to it because yeah. do- that doesn't end. Yeah, well, and I. It's but that used to that fucked me up for years. So yeah. try and try and make the to me, for me anyway, the solution became, uh, I have to give myself the freedom to not because it it I, it just it screws up your play, which then in turn goes back. You start resenting that, and it goes back and starts screwing up your teaching. Yeah. Uh, so just give yourself that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, all right, but I was, I was, I was kind of smirking when you were saying all that because, I mean, that's, again, that's, that's great process that you would recognize that your teaching is affecting your playing. Because mm-hmm. uh, recognizing it is that, like anything, it's the first step to fix it. Uh, and, and it's funny that it ties back into what you were saying earlier. The fix is it kind of ties back into not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like because you, you want it, you don't you don't want to screw it up in front of your students, right? Yeah. Except you can't care about that. Yeah. Because uh, if you do, you will fuck it up in front of your students. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, great. Let's do a set. Okay. Cool. Uh, what's gonna happen now is me and Jackie are gonna do about twenty-five minutes or so of long-form improvisation, and all we need to get us started is suggestion of anything at all. Camouflage.
What stunt you pulled out there? I'm not saying I'm upset. I scored the winning basket for the other team on purpose, coach. <laughs> 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 you disappointed a lot of people. This was state runners up. Too much pressure on you. You're just a high schooler. You're a good ball player. You think anybody's going to recruit you after this diabolical mess? I'm, I'm already on a full scholarship to college. I, 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 that is a dumb deal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think those your new teammates I, are going to trust you? I threw down 40 in the state championship game. I had a double double, almost a triple double. I'm getting a full ride. College. Don't ask me why I did this, Coach, because I can't tell you. I can't tell you why I did this. There's something inside me in that moment said, Daryl, you got to give to that other team. Fuck your team. <laughs> Fuck your friends and their families and your school and everything that's been supporting you all up until this moment. <laughs> you need to burn that down. And all it takes is shooting a layup. And I don't know about you, Coach, but when my brain says something crazy like that, I, I do it. I just fucking do it. You're a good coach. Shit, you gave me a kidney. 
always, you know, I'm not giving it back. I don't want it back. What I wanted Good, was a state championship. <laughs> eh. Whatever. Life's too short. You're right. Life is too short. Let it go. I'm, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go right now. It's falling off my back. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> Looks like it's sitting up there pretty heavy. There, now it's falling. You just dropped your shoulders. <laughs> you were this close. Part of you had to hope. Part of you had to taste the thing that always eluded you, a state championship. You could have gone out on top. Would have made the rest of your life probably pretty fucking sweet. Stop, you're making it worse. You're making it worse. This is a small town. You, you probably never would have had to pay for a meal again in your life. Probably not. <laughs> I could have retired with a little bit of dignity and respect in this town, but now no, I'm going to go down as a, a viral sensation <laughs> for having uh, smashed the freaking scoreboard with my clipboard because it's it so damn hard. <laughs> it was an old scoreboard. <laughs> Might be able to afford a new one if we won. I'm sure the donors would have come in. A lot of people. Again, I don't need you to keep twisting <laughs> the corkscrew in my rib. Look, I got nothing else to do right now. Neither one of us are getting out of this gymnasium for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we were on our home court too. Whole, whole towns outside. Again, you're just twisting that corkscrew. If I was going to stab you in the back, Coach, it wouldn't be a corkscrew. <laughs> Twisting a corkscrew inside someone, I don't think it hurt that bad. Because <laughs> it's a corkscrew. It's designed to twist and... Right, but I was thinking if you got it like in between the ribs and then you just kind of kept, like twist... That's what I was imagining. was like... So I'd be stabbing you from the side. Right. No, I stabbed you in the back, Coach. <laughs> I, I stabbed you in the back with the big, uneven okay. blade. <laughs> that's the blade I'm twisting. That corkscrew you got stuck in your side, that's all in your head, Coach. I'm just trying to make conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I, I get it, 
at anyone in particular. I'm just yelling. Whatever pops in. Sometimes it's old things. Sometimes it's things that happened today. Sometimes it's things that I'm worried might happen. Sometimes it's, it's just nonsense. It's just that, sir, I, I, I know that, that there's a lot of post-traumatic stress that comes with the job, and I could talk things through with you if you needed to. You're private. You're brand new to this. What do you know about being in the shit? Well, I, you're right. I don't know much. I just, um, I have a degree. <laughs> degree in what? In psychology. Oh, sir. degree in psychology. I got into the military specifically to understand it better, sir. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> have a seat. Let's, let's see if you can help me out. We're going to drink. Oh, sir, I'm, I'm on duty. I can't uh, have a drink. Who's your commanding officer? You are. That's right. <laughs> this is 18-year-old Scotch. <coughs> Tell me something. When you go to bed at night, and the image of the man whose head you just removed from his body pops into your mind. What do you do about that? <laughs> What's your solution to that? Because I'm sure that happens all the time in psych psychology school. Um, I haven't personally had that experience, sir. Um, mm. But one time really? my roommate got his head stuck in a banister. You what? So one time my, my roommate got his head stuck in a banister. And did you then rip it off his torso? <laughs> no, sir, but he was stuck there for six hours. It was very scary. You know, I was stuck for six hours. I was stuck at the bottom of a river. Underneath a cage. Yeah, six hours down there. I survived by breathing in the, the stale, the stale air of rats that were down there. <laughs> suck the, <laughs> suck, suck the air out of their bodies. <laughs> so maybe I can relate to what you got going on with your your, your friend, not you, but your friend getting their head stuck in a right. banister. One time when I was younger, I went like underneath the house for potatoes, because that's where we kept them. And then the power went out. Were <laughs> 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 you growing potatoes into the house or did you store potatoes? I always stored potatoes there for some reason, because it, it was damp and cool. <laughs> Jackass place to store potatoes. <laughs> How'd you know the power went out if you were underneath the house? Because there was a light. There was a light in there. Why did you have a light underneath the house? So it was like a crawl space. Why did you put a light in the crawl space underneath? That's not a so thing you... people do. That's what we did. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm 
getting angry. I'm going to need to yell a little bit. <laughs> Tell you this story. It's just pissing me off. <laughs> and there's no trauma there. The power went out and you were underneath your own house. So I guess the light that shouldn't have been there went out. Yeah. And so was it daytime or nighttime? Well, was was a cross space under the house, so there was no light, outside light. We must have grown up, grew up in different places. it doesn't really ever go away you just manage it better all right well great thanks thanks for thanks for breaking into my quarters <laughs> telling me a crazy potato story <laughs> telling me I need time and to manage what's going on in my head better that's some fucking a-plus psychology work you just did there soldier thanks <laughs> All right, go on, get the hell out of here. You can. All right, fine. fine you, you already opened it. Go ahead. Just Jack the way ass. I came in, so I. All right, well, that's good to know because I'm going to nail that fucking shut. <laughs> good night, sir. Good, good night. 
So I, um, uh, my, my boyfriend is coming over, so I would appreciate it if you didn't act weird. You know, no camouflaging yourself, no smoke. This is the second time you babysit me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I've survived the first, and now I'm comfortable enough to do whatever I want. You were warned. I'm calling you on your bluff, Jonathan. Oh, you think your big boyfriend will protect you? You, you just brought a second person into danger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're harmless. Okay, all right. Case. 
Oh. Oh. Did you get it? I, I tasted something. What oh, you? no, no, I'm you tasted now. You swallowed? <laughs> you spit. You suck out your spit. You don't swallow. I know that. I had never been in this situation before. I've never had to deal with oh, poison fuck before. this. Fuck this place. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. No. Jonathan. You. What? There better be an antidote. You little son of a bitch. Where is Jonathan.
going on with my boyfriend? He's being affected by the poison of the yellow viper. Okay, so is he gonna die? Do you have an is answer? He? You don't know. You don't know whether or not the yellow viper is poisonous? It's pretty obvious if you know. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that yes, that it's poisonous. Wow, that's a pretty big assumption. You're such a little shit. I warned you not to come back a second time. I like new babysitters. You know what? Just for this, I'm gonna come back every time. Nope, I'm gonna kill you tonight. Oh. <laughs> Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where are you? You can't be. All right, this isn't funny. This isn't funny. I can, I, I can only see things that move. I have a strange disease in my eye brought on by, by, by the yellow viper venom. I touch my eyes with it. I can only see things that move. Where are you? This is not cool. I'm only 12. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The yellow viper is, 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 is not lethal poison. All right, your boyfriend will be fine. He's just paralyzed right now for a while. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Where are you? I'm walking around. I know you're. Why am I so unlucky in walking around? You walk into me like right away all the time. Uh, where are you? Where are you? I can't find you. Uh, okay, uh, all right. So, how was Jonathan this evening? Oh, he was great. He was great. Uh, by the way, I don't mean to be a stickler, but uh, who's this lady? <laughs> Come a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show!